Welcome to the Profit First REI podcast, where real estate investors master financial management, eradicate entrepreneurial poverty, and learn to be profitable from day one. Now for your host, David Richter. Hey, this is David Richter with the Profit First REI podcast. I have a special guest today, Shannon Robnett, and I'm really excited to have him on. I was on his podcast talking about Profit First. Shannon gets the Profit First system. He gets the mindset. Really excited to have him on and share what he's done. He's done some pretty exciting things, and I want him to tell you what he's done and then tell him about the podcast and everything there. And Then we'll go into some questions based on the, the finances and real estate and just some of the things that he's seen during his tenure as a real estate investor. So Shannon, great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, David. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and your listeners. You know, I, I grew up in a real estate family, uh, third generation uh, realtor mom. Uh, my father was a commercial contractor and I just grew up that way. And I, I didn't see anything different. I saw 1031s done at the kitchen table, you know, um, and I, I saw that that was a way to my financial future where not only building things would make me money, but holding and investing things would make me wealthy, would pay for, uh, you know, residual income that would allow me to live. And in my career, I've built everything from fire stations to police stations, uh, city halls, medical office, um, schools, gymnasiums, uh, car washes, you name it, I've done it. And the thing that I keep coming back to is the, the properties that create residual income. In fact, in my career, I've done over $200 million in personal transactions. Wow. I was either the buyer or the seller. And what I realized was that if you're putting stuff together and you're building the building and you're putting the tenant in there, you're creating the original value add. You're doing the, you're doing the sticks and stones conversion to a cash flow machine and I've always been able to do that in new construction because that's been my background. And that's taken me down some incredible, incredible roads. That's awesome. I might want you to expand more about that. So and so that's what it sounds like you were born into it. Like <laughs> real estate, you didn't choose real estate, real estate chose you. So now that's you that's know, awesome. I did I did try, David, to to say I mean to defend myself, I tried to go to college. <laughs> uh, you know, my younger brother, uh, had just graduated from high school and he started building houses. Yeah. And, you know, my father taught us to build houses, right? So we were the framer, we were the excavator. Um, you know, we poured the concrete, you know, uh, we hired two other guys and we framed the house. We cleaned the house. We painted the house. We built the cabinets. We installed all the windows and doors. You know, we really built a house and you could build three, maybe four houses a year like that. But in 1995, my younger brother right out of high school made 45 grand. And I'm sitting there trying to go to college and pay attention and working at a coffee shop, trying to pay my insurance on my car. And I'm sitting there going, this is ridiculous. I, I can have a degree in four years or I can go out tomorrow and do what I grew up doing. and make money now. And so, you know, I don't know if that's defending myself or saying that I wised up quickly and realized that college was going to take me a lot longer to get where I could go with what I was, what I had inherited from the kitchen table. Yeah. Well, now that's awesome. And, and it sounds like your parents 
you know, just showed you what, you know, what you needed to do, or like they were there at least for you for at least showing you the real estate side and knowing that that world was even there. Cause a lot of people don't even get into that unless they read a book or they get, you know, something, some kind of exposure. So I, I feel like that's a, a testament to them too, you know, like sticking in that and being a yeah. part of that world. So absolutely. You know, it's funny when everybody, everybody in real estate has, you know, a, a really high opinion of rich dad, poor dad. And I do too, but it was the same thing my parents had been saying, but in Robert Kiyosaki's voice, right? It wow. was, it yeah. was, it was, I mean, I'd watched my dad would come home and my mom would say, Hey, I met with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith and they're looking to grow their business and they really want this kind of a deal and that kind of a deal. And dad goes, well, we have that on 44th Street. Maybe we could sell that to them. And then I could do a 1031 and we could buy that lot over here on State Street I like. And 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 that's what I saw. And 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 then you'd hear, you know, hey, pass the potatoes. And that was dinner, you know. And and I watched my parents continue to build a a portfolio. In fact, my my father retired at 50 because they had passive income, right? Nice. And and so my father's been retired for 20 years. My mom still sells real estate because she likes the people. And I, I tease her because I said, well, but if the people didn't pay you, would you still go to work? Right. And huh. so, but that's how I grew up. And that's what I always saw. And I always saw the, you know, my parents working that angle of taking that and creating the cash flow and then creating the value and then selling that value to someone else. Yeah. That's wanted what you had. That's awesome. So you had the rich dad, poor dad growing up. You, it sounds like you had the rich dad and rich mom, you know, the mindset of being able to get that right from there. And that's, I think a lot of the listeners too, they want to provide that for their children and for their future and for, you know, at least giving them that option. Obviously not everyone's going to choose that unless, you know, and I, it's, if they're smart, they will, of course, <laughs> you know, they'll, make, right. they'll make it a part of what they do or their portfolio. But that's, I think that's amazing. And like you said, it's a testament to them and what they did retiring at 50, showing you how to do it. And, you know, like that, they were that example. And like you said, a lot of people place it on that rich dad, poor dad, but how many of you, how many investors really build that business or mindset and then turn around and give it to their children too? I think that's a, that's a very unique perspective that a lot of people don't have that, that I think that embodies what a real estate investor wants to become to their family. So I, I really think that's. And, you know, it, it helped me to understand after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that other people felt like they were indentured servants to their parents' business, you know, but that's how I learned, right? I was on the job site cleaning up. I was, you know, I was helping pour concrete, you know, when I was 12. I mean, Hmm. you know, those just, I mean, installing fence at 16, those are just the things that I did to, that grew my ability to understand what the work ethic was about and how you could go to work for someone else, or you could go to work for yourself and you could really make a fortune where if you went to work for somebody else, you'd make a wage. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It sounds like they were preparing you the whole time, you know, like for that and just the real estate world and being in that mindset, which is just amazing. Cause so many, like you said, they get to the rich dad poor dad and that's their beginning. That was my beginning. I'll, I'll be very honest. I read rich dad poor dad in college and that was my first exposure to that. Yeah. So I'm like that. I'm totally that case study. Cause it's like, Oh, yeah. you can think differently. 
And then it was like, okay, I was working a job in college. I'm like, I can't be, I can't do this the rest of my right. life. So I, I love that, that you had that type of um, example well, growing the, up. The, if it makes you feel any better, I didn't feel like, I, you know, I, I really identified with, with Robert Kiyosaki uh, when he, in, in the very early portion of that book where he's talking about, you know, I didn't like it. I didn't like not getting paid. I didn't like the way I was treated. Yeah. But it really kind of put my mindset in the right place that you're not working. You're not punching a clock and you're not getting a check every two weeks. When you get a check, it's much bigger, but it's got to last you three and four months. And so, you know, when I was 17, I didn't think, wow, this is so awesome. I'm getting all this free training and I won't have to read this book when I'm 19. <laughs> I was thinking my parents are beating me. They're abusing me. They're not giving me the money I deserve, <laughs> but they were giving me the training that yeah. has proved valuable uh, in I, my in my life. I love that. That's uh, I'm on bigger pockets and I go there just to answer questions sometimes. And a lot of questions are like, how do I get into real estate? And what do I do? And the one thing that I usually am telling people is go find someone and work for free for them. You know, like go and just learn and tell them like yeah. why you're doing it, what you what your goal is. But do you think that a real estate investor is going to turn down like a body inside of their company to do something? You know, like especially if you've got that hustle and drive. Absolutely yep. not. If you didn't have parents like that, like Shannon did, then that's what you would have to do if you want to just get started. I tell people that all the time. And and the ones who actually go out and do it, that's the ones who know you are serious. That's how I started too. I started by working for an investor, like for every single weekend for like eight months before I officially came on board and like started working with him. And I did like a deal during that time on the side, you know, because of the stuff I was learning. So it's like, I love, I love that, but it's, I love that you, that what you had to go through and what everyone really has to go through at some point in time before they realize, oh, yeah, I just learned a whole lot more than if, than if I would have, you know, like if I would have taken this or, you know, gone and done this or gone to college and, and went down this whole other trail. So I love that. So you also talked about getting bigger checks and having to spread them out more. So let's talk about that. That has to deal with profit first and making sure you're paying yourself that you can cover the cash flow for months at a time. So how is that the whole cash flow situation, the whole ups and downs of real estate? How have you managed that? during your time as a real estate investor? You know, when I was growing up, I always saw, um, you know, the, the, the follow-up to the conversation of after we sold, my parents sold the, the building to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the, the conversation would, would deteriorate to the fact that, you know, my dad was wondering, well, where'd all the money go that we just sold that building? Where did it go? Yeah. And, you know, my dad struggled with that profit first mentality because he would, you know, he would spend 20,000, he would get 50 grand and he would spend $20,000 three times. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, yep. and they didn't, they didn't have that profit first mentality. They were, they were dirt poor all the time. They had more dirt than they knew what to do with. They had more buildings than they knew what to do with, but they never paid themselves first. They never took care of themselves because they pushed everything back in and they didn't have a consistent cash flow. And it made life a little bit bumpy growing up. Yeah. You know, I remember, um, one of the most beautiful houses I ever lived in, uh, I believe I was about 12 years old and my parents wound up selling the house because they needed the money out of the house because they didn't have that profit first thought process. And so, and it's been difficult for me because when I sell a building or I sell a project and, and all of a sudden here comes a, a large chunk of money, I, I've, I've 
got to make sure that I look at not only what my expenditures are going to be over the next months, but what I need to do to reinvest to set up the next projects. And so it's really been a training process for myself and my controller who, you know, runs reins on my checkbook so that I don't get out in front of myself because I got to be honest, there's times when I've done that and I've overspent, which then puts me in a panic mode. I've even had to sell stuff prematurely, which has cost hundreds of thousands of dollars because I didn't, I didn't deal with it from the thought process of, of penciling it out, making sure all of my expenses are covered before I get into the next venture, making sure that my the float that I have is going to get me there. And it's been a learning process. And David, I would be lying to you if I said I had it perfected now, but I am getting better at it. Yeah, I think that I think what you just said there could be the the quote of every real estate investor. We don't have it nailed down yet. Even some of the people I'm working with, it's never perfect. It's always going to be a learning curve and a work in progress. Like especially if you have you plan on this cash flow coming in and COVID comes in and something dings you upside the head, something has to change. You know, so yeah. that's where I good example this month you know last month some closings got pushed off for a client to this month and that like hurt their cash flow and the guy was freaking out because he's using profit first and his operational expense account was getting a little low and he's like freaking out but he has like over six figures total in all of his accounts and i said well where's all your money and you know like if you had it in this one account you'd be we wouldn't be having this conversation you'd be thinking it's okay but this is showing you like pointing out, obviously, if closings get pushed back, then we've got to adjust at this time to make sure that you can cover these expenses. So it's like, it's always a work in progress. It's never going to be like, oh, I've got it. You know, like the rent is always going to come in every time and I can bank on, you know, X dollars in cash flow every single month. Well, no, even if you're the best landlord in the world, you've got, you've got global pandemics and whatever it might be. So you are definitely not alone in that. And if you're a listener, like, it is a learning process. And man, just so much gold is being dropped by you because what you said was profound. You said, you know, like you got the mindset from your parents of the rich dad, poor dad, but then you had to learn later on, there was another piece to it of not just being wealthy through real estate, but like keeping that wealth too. And that profit first, making sure that, and I don't think anyone has it perfected. I think there's a great system like profit first to help you get more towards that, towards that end goal. But it's like, that's, I think that was pretty profound too, because it's like, that's where so many investors get into that cycle. They get 50 in and they spend 60 out and they're like, where did the money go? You know, like just bought we're, three houses. Like, yeah. I mean, we're like Charlie Sheen with, uh, you know, with other substances, you know, we see real estate and we're like, oh my gosh, I've got to get a bunch of them. Let's get a big pile of real estate on the table, you know? Right. But, exactly. but you know, the, the reality is, Without the profit first system, without thinking about paying yourself and putting it in the different accounts, everyone runs the risk of being 08 all over again, mm, right? Yeah. Of being totally. out there beyond the end of your skis. I mean, to, to your example with your with your client, you know, he's freaking out, but he has money in different accounts. So without the profit first system, he wouldn't have. Right. He'd be running too close to the edge. He would be, you know, he would be making mistakes, and then along comes a global pandemic. And bam, he's all over, right? Yep. The reality of what happened in 08 was very, very similar in that everybody was doing real estate. Everything was hot. Everything was going. And everybody said, hey, I just built four and sold those. Let's build eight. 
They built eight. They sold four of those. They built eight more. Now we've got 12 sitting. And all of a sudden, the market turned. And then for a period of 10 years, people were not building, were not developing. And now real estate is heated back up and everybody's looking at it. Thankfully, we're dealing with about a million units short on a national level. So this this heat will continue for a while. But even with this, you look at areas like San Francisco, New York City, you know, through this global pandemic are absolutely collapsing. And so it can happen anywhere at any time. Right. And without using a profit first type system that puts you in control and says, I need to have my expenses here. I need to have my overhead here. I need to have, you know, my 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 spending money here. I need to have my dual new deal fund over here. Mm-hmm. All of those things need to be in appropriate baskets so that I don't just throw it all in one checking account and go, Hey, I just put an earnest money down on another project. I'm hoping my rents come in so I can eat this month, you mm-hmm. know? Yes. So, so it's so vital that people understand that paying yourself first doesn't mean you're greedy, but if you're, if you're anemic and you're dead and, or, or you're, you know, you're, you can't even pay your own rent. It's really hard to look at it and say, I've got equity in this deal. And it puts you in a position where everybody was in a way where everybody had to sell when everybody had to sell and prices just came flying for the bottom. And that's what the profit first system would help you with is so that as prices, if they go flying for the bottom, you're sitting there with cash to pick it up. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what the profit first system is. So I love it. Shannon gets it completely. And that's what oops, and that's what he's doing with this. So let me back up. There we go. That's what he's doing with this mindset that he got from his parents. He's combined that with profit first. And if you have both of those, just like most real estate investors have that first one, they have the Robert Kiyosaki mindset. They have, we have to get that in place and actually be not the typical person that goes out, goes to college, then, you know, wants a good job. If they have that mindset, then they go and then, then they find profit first. And then it's like keeping it on that other side. And it is, it's, especially during uh, an 08 time, that's when a lot of people that I know got wiped out, but then some people were sitting on cash and then they bought those houses and now they're selling them like today for like three, four, five times what they bought it for, you know, back then and are just making absolute bank now because of what they were able to do during that time because they had some type of system like this. So I love it. I think you're, you're dropping the fire here of what, what needs to happen for a real estate investor, it's those two mindsets. I think that's what it comes down to. It's really knowing that, yes, I can do these deals. I can I can be that rich dad to me and to my family. And then it is, I can be the profit first, making sure that I'm keeping it too. So it's not the stressful home situations all the time or like making sure that, you know, like that I have cash when something crashes and burns. So I think that was awesome. That was I think that was a great, great way to, sh- to show the listeners, this is what you really need. Like as far as the bottom line, getting to where you need to be. So I thought that was great. So is there anything else like in the real estate world besides, you know, like what we talked about here, do you have any other recommendations for real estate investors on their finances or on their, or just doing deals, anything that you would want to, to give as a tip to you them know, in your experience? David, I think what you said about, you know, you went to work for another developer. Or, or investor, you know, and I can't tell you how many people I've extended that to. And I'm extending it to all your listeners. If you want to come to work for me Boom. to see what I do, I'm more than happy to take free help, right? 
and I've always I've always taught the, the the principles that what you what you put out there, what you give, will will help, will come back to you. And so, if someone's willing to put in the effort to learn what I know, I'm more than happy to show that because what it does is it creates a better breed of investor. Yeah, it creates a better breed of developer, which creates a a a, a slight chance that maybe we won't repeat 08 again, right? Because we've got smarter investors out there. I think that by and large, what investors deal with is just plain ignorance. Yes. They understand this very small part of real estate. They run with that. You buy it. It will make you money. I don't really know how, but I bought it. And to some degree, that's that's where you got to start. You've got to know that, that real estate will do that. But there's some other steps that go along with that, along the profit first system, Let's say you got to have reserves. You've got to have money to cover your other expenses. You've got to have these other things yep. that will give you that ability to have the longevity. But if anyone is really, really, really looking to make this their reality, instead of just going to a seminar because you like to go to Austin or you've never been to Cleveland and it'd be kind of cool to get away for the weekend and go to a real estate seminar. But if you really want to learn Really do that, what David said. Tap into someone that will teach you. Tap into someone that will show you the inner workings of what's going on because only at that point can you become valuable to yourself and to the to the person that you're that you're potentially looking to intern with. You know, and in that regard, if if I'm if you're willing to put in the time, I'm willing to show you what I know because the reality is what you're likely to do, just like you did. David, is you're likely to go find a side deal that your that your mentor is looking at going, that's a great one, a little small for me, but but David, do mm-hmm. this, do this, make this work for you. You look at that, you get a little bump, you get super excited, you come back to work with a fervor, he gets 110%, 110% on free is a heck of an investment. Right. And then pretty soon you're coming on with him in a greater role, and he's profiting now from having someone who has the integrity that has the work ethic, that has the drive. And out of that cup, you have, I guarantee you, if you ask him, you have more than repaid him for what he's taught, you know? And that's the whole reality of of mentorship that I think that you hit on and and even your profit first system, paying yourself first, okay? If you're going to invest in real estate, pay yourself first by going in and and finding someone that will invest in you. Mm, Pay yourself first. In, in, enrich your brain, get that mindset working where you are getting something, you're giving something, but you're putting yourself in a, in a gratitude situation where you're receiving and then you're going to be able to give in a larger capacity, which is going to have a serious impact on your future. Oh man, that's, I love that. That is, that was, I was just sitting here in awe because that is really what it is. It's that mindset. Paying yourself first doesn't always have to be with, through a deal. It could be leveling up yourself, making sure that you are the person you need to be in order to get those more deals or being able to keep your own profit and getting that knowledge and wisdom. So you extended that invitation. My last question that I always ask is how can the listeners provide value to you? You've already extended the invitation for them to come come work. So if they wanted to do that, if they wanted to do that, tell them how they could get a hold of you, number one, but then also talk about your podcast and the other things that you have going on too, if they wanted to hear more from Shannon. 
Yeah, so you can find me at shannonrobnet.com. I try to keep it simple. If I can't remember it, <laughs> I've been working too much. But, you know, you can find me there. You can go to the info section. You can tap in there. We've got our podcast that for that. Can you spell that for people? Like, yeah. spell it out so that, that it's on the... It's just S-H-A-N-N-O-N-R-O-B-N-E-T-T.com. There you go. And uh, my podcast is The Real Estate Rundown, and I cover all aspects of real estate, whether it's flipping, uh, whether it's wholesaling, whether it's value add, whatever. I just like, I love real estate, right? I mean, it's yep. it's taking care of my family. It's provided a lifestyle for me that's incredible. And it, it's exciting to me. So tune into that. You can find me on Facebook, you know, all the usual places, Instagram, we're at the Real Estate Rundown or just Shannon Robnett. But more than that, if you really, truly want to take me up on this, I haven't had anybody do it. I've, I've extended this offer again and again, but if you really want that, just follow me on shannonrobnet.com. Get in there and send me an invite and we'll get we'll get connected and we'll go. Awesome. So there you go. If you want to learn the real estate investing world, there's pro- there's a lot of people that you can learn from, but Shannon knows what he's talking about. He's been re- he's been reared in that from childhood and he's got the profit first mindset. He's got the Robert Kiyosaki mindset. He's got everything like that that he could teach you. So I would love that. I would love a year from now, if someone actually, you know, like over the course of that time, you come back to me and say, hey, someone reached out. That is a way that you can become the real estate investor you want to. So I hope someone takes him up on that offer and helps him build what he wants to. So that way you can know and get that knowledge that, that from years and years of experience. So there you go. ShannonRobnet.com. Then he's got his podcast too. Make sure you follow him everywhere. Instagram. You've got it. You've got it right here. We'll put everything in the show notes for you. Uh, Shannon, this was amazing. This was a great one. I think you provided a ton of value to our listeners. Thank you so much, Shannon, for coming on today. Thank you, David. I truly appreciated the, the opportunity to share. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you found this episode valuable, could you do me a quick favor? Can you give us an honest rating within iTunes? And be honest, you could say whether you liked it or not. And obviously with iTunes, the more reviews and ratings we have, the better it is for other people that are searching for profit first in a podcast. So we'd love to be ranked on there. And that's thanks to your help. So we would really appreciate that if you would like to go give us a rating. Also, if you're looking to connect with us further, I would highly recommend checking out our Facebook group, Profit First for Real Estate Investors. And that's literally what it's called. So you can type in Profit First for Real Estate Investors and you'll be able to find our Facebook group right there. So come join active real estate investors who are supporting each other and growing their businesses and profits together. That's what that group is all about. The link should be in the description below. And if you're interested in working with us and implementing profit first in your real estate business, we offer coaching and guidance. So if you want to work with someone who's actually profit first certified and who works right now currently with real estate businesses, you can actually go start your application process by going to simplecfosolutions.com forward slash apply or just go right to simplecfosolutions.com and there's an apply button right on there if you want to actually start your profit first journey with someone who can actually walk you through those step by step and help you know and grow your cash flow thanks again for joining us for another episode of the profit first rei podcast see you next episode